0: Happy Friday, happy MLB postseason, happy Red River shootout, happy fall ball. It's uh, episode 85 of the 5Tool podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. And uh, exciting one today, uh, Coach Brew, Ryan Brewer of 5Tool, is going to join us to talk about the academic team that 5Tool took out to the Arizona Fall Classic, the senior edition. Uh, we did a podcast previously. Drew and I went through the rosters of the underclass teams that went out to convene at the Arizona Fall Classic. Um, Brew was out with the senior team and uh sounds like a, a really strong group that performed really well and uh most excitedly sounds like performed well in front of in front of some eyes um yeah. out there at the well attended Arizona Fall Classic with college coaches uh making the rounds out there, trying to find some guys to add to their 2023 recruiting classes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um definitely felt like we're I was missing out all weekend. Um mm-hmm. uh, Brewer we probably got tired of me texting him, asking for updates during the game, after the game. Um, but obviously he was able to hold it down. They had a great showing, had two guys make the academic all-star game, uh, Cam Staten and Justin Blancafloor. Um, So excited to hear him talk about each of the guys on the roster, you know, just putting together that team, you know, you feel like, you know, these guys a little bit and, uh, you know, excited to, Side to get what his thoughts were on how they performed and what they looked like out in Arizona.
0: Yeah. So let's get to it. Here's our interview with Ryan Brewer discussing the uh, five tool academic uh, senior team that went out to the Arizona fall classic. We are pleased to welcome in uh, championship head coach, Ryan Brewer of five tool took the loaded five tool senior academic team out to the Arizona fall classic um, from everything we hear, um, if score was kept, it'd be run rules in every game, like everybody was just in awe of the performance uh, led by your uh, your esteemed coaching. Uh, but Brew, in all seriousness, uh, good to have you on. I know you go, you know, so far back with the Arizona Fall Classic, so let's start with that, like, you know, what that event means to you, how it started, and, you know, just you know, how proud you are to to see what it's turned into. I mean, I got my first look at it last time with the underclass group. Uh, Drew had been out there before. It's a first class event, amazing exposure and opportunity for these kids.
2: Yeah, you know, I've I've uh, this was my twentieth year out there, and have uh, kind of developed a relationship with the Hyde family, Ted Hyde, who who is the godfather of uh, kind of you know the fall showcase events and on the West Coast. Um, started this and and Ted was the Mariner scout who was responsible for bringing uh, Suzuki Ichiro over. So oh. uh, yeah, so kind of what what Ted says goes. And and now his son's <laughs> running the majority of the of the event and, and Ted's still involved. But um, um, you know it's it's something I started when I was um, the pitching coach at the University of New Mexico and I and I went over to cover it and I was the only guy there and. I think I was twenty five years old, and I, it just blew my mind. I'm trying to figure out how I could uh, see all these guys play. you know, everybody you need to see and and, and it's impossible. and that's that is one thing that makes this event great is majority of the Division one schools are having to bring two assistants out you know, the division two, division three, NAI, JUCOs that, you know, they they don't have the the same rules, division one, you you might have some programs that have three to six coaches out recruiting Mm -hmm. this thing. Um, But, but it's definitely, um, you know, for, for guys that are interested in in West coast schools, it's a must. Um, Now there are schools, you know, you'll see the Ivy league schools, you'll see, um, you know, Nebraska, you'll see guys coming in from different parts of the country. Um, but for the academic side of it, for the kids, it, it's, it's an opportunity to get in front of some schools that they might not ever see at one of their games. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that that I got together with uh, the guys at the fall classic and said, Hey, look, we need to figure out a way to 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 help these academic kids out, because these academic coaches are out there busting their tails, running yeah. between field and field to find these guys, and uh, came up with a with a little deal uh, of having an academic all star game, which uh, I don't know six, seven, eight years ago, and it just blossomed. Blossomed, and now now you got teams bringing over groups of all academic kids. Yeah. Um, I think there are four or five of those. Team California bring one brings one. Uh, the Arizona Fall Classic puts a group together. And then there are some programs um, that are more geared towards academic kids anyway, uh, just the, the way they run their program. And, and and when you get some of those teams matched up, I think one game uh, this weekend, this past weekend, Saturday morning, we must have had 18 to 22 pretty high-end academic school sitting there watching one game so uh, a great opportunity for those kids and and the cool thing is is what we hear back from the parents is it's the parents are so excited that their kids are being uh, recognized for not just their baseball uh, but for how how hard they've worked in the classroom so Mm -hmm. it's a win-win situation for for most of these guys yeah, you know, like
1: we, we've heard a lot of good feedback from some of the coaches too, from the Ivy League schools, from some of the other academic institutions that we have relationships with that, you know, the way we've set it up and playing against other academic teams, it, it makes their job so much easier because they have a pretty good feeling that just about everybody playing on the field at that point can play for their teams. So it makes sense for them to follow us around throughout the event versus having to run over and watch a game and see someone they like and then figure out if they can get into school there. You know, with with our guys, they don't have that issue because they're going to know based on the requirements that we put on these guys that they can get into their school. And, you know, I think, you know, you were the mastermind behind all the academic stuff from the five-tool side of things. And starting last year, I mean, I felt like, you know, just uh, over a calendar year, We've gotten a lot of really good feedback across the country uh, from the college coaches on you know what we're doing and how this you know how this helps them and how it can help the kids. I mean you know we I feel like we over the last two years have put together uh, two really good years worth of rosters and I I only anticipate it getting better. You know we're starting to get kids reaching out already about going to next year's event and. You know, a lot of that credit goes to you just because, you know, you're the one that came up with it and had the idea for for us to do it. And it's, you know, it's become one of my favorite things about working at 5Tool is putting these teams together because, like you said, it's, you know, it's providing opportunity for kids um and they're being recognized for what they're doing in the classroom as well as being good players. Um And, you know, between the three teams that we took out there this year, I mean, there's nobody on any of the three rosters that didn't belong out there from a, from a baseball standpoint. And that was, that was fun to see and had a lot of feedback from some of the
2: college coaches uh,
1: recognizing
2: that too. Well, and I, I think the other thing too, and, and, you know, just talking to a few of the coaches is uh, guys want to get down to Texas and they want Texas kids in their program. It doesn't matter if it's, it's, if it's one of those high end division three schools, um up in the northwest or or wherever they're at they they want texas kids and you know their their thought is hey if this kids willing to come all the way out to arizona for a weekend you know obviously you know they they want to go play somewhere that that might fit their academic needs as well and i, I you know we always talk with the kids is you know y- you've got to research some schools because a lot of these schools want to know hey this kid is interested in us just as much as the parent and the kid wants to know that the school's interested in them. And it's just worked out so far, um, you know, with text messages during the event, after the event, um, you know, it's, it's been a really, really cool deal. And, and it's, it's pretty easy working with these academic kids and their families because they usually got their stuff in order, um, yeah. they have an idea of what they want to do. When I came out of high school, I just wanted to play baseball, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, and, and somehow, you know, I can still sit here and talk to an academic kid. It's kind of crazy, but <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but well, it's, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's really, it, it, it is fun. And, uh, it, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a niche deal, a little bit of a different deal, but I, I also think it's really, really needed.
1: Yeah. Well, and on top of that, you know, we're starting to get an audience because of the level of talent we're putting together. It's not just academic schools coming to watch us. You know, we're getting some, some bigger power five schools that know we have some talent and they're looking for these types of players too, because they can find academic money for these players. I mean, we had, you know, several PAC, uh, PAC 12 teams out there. uh, Some, some big big 12 schools that were following us around grand Canyon so, you know, it's for the people that don't know what it is or may be interested in playing with us in the future, it's th- these kids are not limited to, you know, the quote unquote academic schools uh, because there is a level of talent that we've been able to assemble. Um, you know, all all you're doing by making the good grades and, and coming to events like this is giving yourself more opportunity, um, you know, to go anywhere, really. Um, And that's, you know, that's, that's been something that's kind of stuck out to me, especially this year, because we, we had a lot more uh, time on the front end to plan and put the rosters together. And, uh, I mean, we had some real talent. And, you know, talking about that, we can start getting into some of this year's roster uh, for the 23 senior group. Yeah, we can go through we'll,
0: we'll, you know, we'll talk about go through here alphabetically with each guy and, and brew let you kind of speak on. On on each of them, and uh, Drew and I can kind of interject with with a lot of the guys that we know about. Um, we were both at wedding season for the for the senior team after after being out there for underclass. So uh, we'll kind of let you take it away here and and um, kind of pop in here or there. I know that Drew probably has a couple of favorites on the list, and and I have a couple of mine as well. And uh, um, let you start it off with with uh, with Ryan Alexander.
2: Yeah, you, the one other cool thing about this is I actually get to sit down and, and watch these kids play. There's a lot of times when we're running tournaments and, and you got different things going on, you got weather happening. I could be out four days at a tournament and hardly see, you know, any at-bats or, or any guys on the mound, even though, you, you know, even though that's something you want to do. So, so it was fun for me to mm-hmm. actually get down, see some kids, talk to some kids about baseball. Um, you know, instead of worrying about, you know, Hey, we got umpires running a little, little bit <laughs> yeah. or we got to feed the staff or whatever. Yeah. It, you didn't so. have to <laughs> check the phone every two minutes for, yeah. for a lightning delay somewhere. Exactly. So, uh, Ryan Alexander from, from Reedy up here in DFW, uh, strong kid, physical, um, you know, he, he's definitely, a, a middle of the order type of guy. Um, you know, he, for, for a big physical kid defensively, um, he was, he was a little bit better than I thought he was, uh, you know, just looking at body types and strength and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, really, really good kid. And, um, you know, he, he's gonna, um, he's going to put up some big numbers this year, just with how strong he is, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he's just that, that guy that can play, he can play the infield and the outfield, mm. but the big thing is he's going to hit and yeah. we'll find a place for that guy to play for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I saw him. I got to see him against Frisco Liberty, um, Cade McGar's team this past spring. And I mean, that was my first time to see him and he really stood out that game, had a big, uh, a big afternoon that day. And, you know, I went back and looked up some of his stuff and noticed that he had a, a high GPA. Um, you know. Um, just a reminder for anyone out there: if you have a good GPA or good test score, put it in your Twitter profile. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Because yes. you know, we we as we go through, we see hundreds of kids throughout the summer, and that's something that sticks out. You know, we have we have this team on our mind pretty much year round, and you know, from that day on, I had Ryan penciled in as a guy that that we would want to uh, reach out to about playing. Um, If he hadn't committed by this point, but yeah, just, just something, something to think about for all these guys, you know, we talk about it a lot, but it's just another way for you to gain exposure, Um, you know, and college coaches are scrolling through Twitter and they see that in a profile. It it can, it can definitely catch your eye.
2: So, um, and that's exactly what happened for Ryan and we were thrilled to have him out there this week. For sure. Uh, Nate Otterburn, and I'll I'll probably butcher some of these last names. Uh, (laughs) You you and me both. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking high end academic guy here. South Lake Carroll kid, four point six GPA, fifteen ten. You could probably double my SAT score, and I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> uh, Nate's another guy that can play the infield outfield. Um, I think on Friday he he opened the event three for three, crushed a crushed a triple. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to get a hit every time up, but he he is one of the kids that was consistently making solid contact throughout the weekend. It wasn't just, hey, I'm on fire on Friday and then everything shut down on on Saturday and Sunday. Um, obviously, coming from a great high school program, he knows how to win. Um, and I mean, he he's you know, he, he's a baseball player. You can put, I think, you know, you could probably put him anywhere on the field and he's going to figure it out. And just kind of that, that solid guy, he's, he's, you know, he's not going to strike out a lot. He's going to take his walks. And um, you know, he, he, he is definitely, you know, a, a guy that can play the middle infield or move to the outfield um, you know, there, there's a million guys making a – not a million guys, but there's a ton of guys making a lot of money that can do that mm-hmm. and playing baseball. Um, yeah, it,
1: he, he was a guy, too, that came to one of our academic showcases uh, through 85-plus from both the infield and the outfield, 92 exit velocity, and, you know, place for the sticks in the summer. Obviously a great organization and, like you mentioned, a Southlake product that, um, you know, coming off a state championship – part of a winning program, knows how to do things the right way. And, um, obviously a smart kid with a fifteen ten SAT. So, um, you know, like you said, big weekend for
2: him. Um, Aiden Bennett out of Westlake down in Austin. Um, you know, Aiden is a guy, he, he, he didn't have a ton of luck this weekend. I kind of starred, um, you know, he, he, he got quite a few base hits, but, lining out hard one-hop ground balls to the shortstop. Um, you know, just – he hit the ball hard the entire weekend, didn't necessarily uh, show in, in the total number of base hits. Um, definitely, you know, a, a guy that that just kind of has a good presence on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, under, you know – understands where he needs to be on the field. Obviously a high IQ guy that that's kind of when we were tweeting some stuff out. It's just, he's a, he's a high IQ player and uh, he, he's going to be solid. Um, You know, he uh, played a lot of shortstop for us this weekend. I I think he did have one rough play where it's kind of an in-between hop. It kind of shot up on him and, and, and he got beat a little bit, but other than that, it was a really, really it was just solid. Um, he 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 is a solid baseball player and he was the same guy every game, you know, wasn't ever too high, ever too low. Um, he he hit he had a couple runs where he he hit the ball really hard and, and a lot of guys wouldn't know, know how to react. And he got out, you know, and he would just wouldn't know how to react to it. But um, definitely a guy that uh, I, I know he's he's been talking to quite a few few schools and, um, he's, you know, it, it, it it's going to play out where, you know, he, he has a chance to, to be at some, you know, high quality division one academic schools at some point. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that, that will, um, just he, – he's a guy that would be – you would look at and go, this guy's ready to step in and get some playing time as a freshman, I guess yeah, is the best yeah. way to describe it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's funny you say that because, you know, he had to kind of step into a role at Westlake when Theo Gillen went down with an injury, you know, their star starting shortstop, and he helped, helped Westlake pick up the slack there. And um, I want to say, Drew, did his dad
1: play – His dad played pro ball and uncle I- – uh, it, like like you said, Drew. Like you time. you see yeah. that on the
0: field with that guy. Like you kind of yeah. see the heightened sense of of how to play the game and, and the IQ and things like that. But um yeah, yeah. solid's a great word for for Aiden. Well, um, it was fun to watch him for Westlake this past yeah, year. Yeah, I think
1: an, uh, another thing too for Aiden is you know he he's going to have a chance this off or you know in the off season now to really get in the weight room, uh miss some because he was hurt and, right. Yeah. missed some time with, with an injury. Um, wasn't able to get full time in the weight room uh, really worked himself back and into playing shape. And, you know, now is going to have a chance at the end of the fall to get in the weight room, get stronger. And I think you're going to see that take over on the field, um, you know, because that pedigree, the baseball background with, with his dad, with his uncle, you know, it's, it's just in his blood. And I think you, you know, I think you see that in the way he plays, like Drew mentioned, you know, he, He's the same guy every day. And a lot of times those guys that have family that played in the big leagues, played professionally, that's just something that they understand. Um, so just kind of another notch in Aiden's belt as a player uh for the next level as he moves forward.
0: Yeah. yeah speaking of guys that probably spend some time in the weight room, um, Justin Blanca for like that guy's that guy's got
2: some twitch, some explosiveness, and sound like he really tracked the ball well in the outfield for you guys. I, I want to say he he made three or four diving plays in one game in center. Wow. And I'm not talking Eric Burns, catch it and fall over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, I was by the third one, I'm sitting here going, it's amazing he even had three or four opportunities to make a diving play. Right. And then he made them all and uh, definitely got top of the order, you know, hit early in the lineup, can run, stole some bags, um, was pretty solid at the plate. Um, did you know what he was is he he was an RBI machine. He got some sack flies guys got on base. It's kind of like he cranked it up a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, at his, you know, during his at bat, but you want to, you need a guy to go run some balls down. He he's a, he's a true center fielder. Yeah. Yeah. He, well,
1: you know, he, and we lucked out too with his football schedule because he's in the middle of football right now and had an off week and made his way to Arizona and put on a show, you know, made the academic game, played in the All-Star game. Tried, hit a triple, a big, I
2: believe, yeah. yeah,
1: hit a triple and made a big time play in center field that uh, that we got and tweeted it out. But uh, physical presence, um, just a, a little bowling ball that plays 100 miles an hour all the mm. time, really strong, physical. And like Bruce said, he can really go get it in center field.
2: Nice. All right, a guy you guys won't know is uh, Jack Burdnick. He is a Brophy Prep out of Arizona. Uh, great size, great body for a pitcher. 6'3", 170. Um, you know, he he was he was eighty two, touched some eighty fours with his fastball, but really knew how to pitch. Uh, a lot of contact. Uh, had a really good change up. And you know, kind of a three pitch guy, and he's just he, he's just only going to get better with that body. It it was loose, um, you know, it, it's you, you just sit there as a pitching guy, you're sitting there going, there's a whole lot more in this guy, and uh, just just kind of rolled in a little bit late notice for us, I think. Didn't we have a couple yeah. guys commit, and uh, he he jumped in there and and it, he fit in really well and, and with with this pitching staff.
1: Yeah, we mentioned a little bit on the junior po- on the junior podcast, but man, we, we did really luck out, you know, with, um, you know, for those who aren't aware or haven't listened to any of our stuff, we try to take all uncommitted guys um, out to Arizona, just to give them the opportunity. And we had a couple guys go down late right before the tournament, uh, either due to injury or committing um, to schools, which we're always going to support. Um, and wish them well, because obviously that's what we're here to do is help get these guys exposure. But had a lot of luck with some kids in the Phoenix area just being excited to play. And so we reached out to some of the good programs that we know. Um, you know, Bruce got some some ties out there in that part of the country. Uh, but we, we reached out to some of the coaches at some of the good academic schools in the Phoenix area. And, man, they were very helpful, um, including Coach Garcia at Brophy Prep. You know, Jack Budnick. We didn't have to ask twice. I mean, he he was ready to go and go pitch at 8 a.m. on a Friday um, without even asking his parents. So
2: I <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> <You> like that? <laughs>
1: but, yeah, but I mean, it was it, it was a huge help to us. You know, the way the tournament structured, um, you know, it's very planned out. The five batters per inning, so we we knew what we had to offer as far as far as innings go, but you know, kind of told Jack what what the weekend was about. And, man, he jumped on it quicker, probably quicker than anybody on the whole roster. But really appreciated to him, uh, Coach Garcia at Brophy Prep, and, you know, just a handful of kids throughout the two weekends that ended up playing for us from Arizona, man. Like they were – they just wanted to play ball. And, you know, it was obviously helpful that Phoenix is such a great area for baseball, but had a couple in the junior team – uh, that just jumped on board last minute and drove over and played. And, you know, like we've talked about before, there's a lot of good baseball in Arizona. So Jack, uh, we appreciate you jumping in at last, last moment's notice and, and showing well, uh, for the five tool team and, you know, really doing a good job of, you know, showing what the Brophy college prep program's about. And thanks again to coach Garcia for helping us, uh, over the course of both weekends.
2: Well, and another bro, pre, uh bro prep uh, guy we had is Willie Conejo Farmer. He's a 2024. Uh, this is a big fella. He's 6'3. It says 195. He might be a little bit more than that. Uh, first baseman, third baseman for us, big time pop. Um, you know, it, it, it looks like he's trending more towards first base and he, this guy's going to hit a lot of home runs in his career, and he, he's going to get a play for a long time. Um, another guy, you know, we, we were down on Sunday. Uh, we, we were short a guy, and, and Willie's on, he didn't care. He just wanted to get out on the field and play. He was like, hey, I'll run out there wherever it was. Uh, but this was one of those guys as a, as a scout or a college coach, when he made an out, it was a little bit different than everybody else making an out. His fly ball to center field, it was a little louder coming off the bat, um, you know, maybe traveled a little bit farther and a little bit higher. So there was a few times his outs were really, really impressive. Um, but he did rack up quite a few extra base hits. And uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what his spring turns out this year and, and where his recruiting uh, as everything starts to fall in place where he does end up, because it, it, there's a chance for him to, to impact uh, some good programs a, as a, as a guy that can come in uh, with a lot of power. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anytime you're, you're, you're that physical, and the ball comes off the bat that way um, you're going to, you're going to attract some people, you know, <laughs> like, like guys walk by and they start to hear the ball off the bat. It's like, Whoa. Where, where where'd that come from but must be a nice coaching Brophy college prep um because we you know <laughs> yeah. when we were at area code we saw their ace and uh oh, that guy's gonna that guy's gonna win a lot of games JD to cremer so that's uh that's got to be one of the programs out in arizona
2: oh they yeah. they've got quite a few more sitting over there I would probably <laughs> they're, they're they just got to roll them out like take your <laughs> yeah. pick you know yeah, like, exactly uh, Logan Duplantis out of St. Thomas. I believe that's the Houston area. Yep. It? yeah, Yep. Yeah. Um, he's an outfielder. Um, he's another guy that kind of had some bad luck lined out a couple of times. Um, you know, did, did some good job situational hitting, you know, it, it's, you know, as much as it is, as a showcase, when you get a guy on third or less than two outs, Hey, show these guys you you can get them in, and and he mm-hmm. did a good job with that. He did jump up there and and uh, pitch a few innings for us. Um, you know, probably going to be a position player at the next level, um, but you know, just just a just another guy. Throw him in the outfield. I can tell you this: over those two weeks, we had some guys that could cover some ground in the outfield. There weren't too many balls dropping in our outfield, and he he was one. You put him out there next to, to Justin, and, and there wasn't a ball getting dropped. So – and, and they, all these guys were really good at coming in and getting it. You know, we're on spring training fields, so we're on major league size fields, bigger mm-hmm. fields. Um, so it really did give those out uh, outfielders an opportunity to go to, – to show what they got and go get the ball a little bit. But um, Logan, Logan did a good job, and uh, he, he had to get back early on Sunday. He had some stuff he had to do. But for the three games he was there, he 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 impressed some people for sure. Yeah, well,
1: for me, you know, I was reaching out to coaches all throughout Texas, uh, throughout Texas to find guys to play for the team. And what stuck out to me about Logan was I had multiple coaches talk about him. So it wasn't just his team's coach that was pushing into to me. You know, they found out I was looking for an academic kid, and I had coaches from other organizations bring him up to me. So that that stood out to me a lot about Logan. Obviously, he makes an impression on coaches that he plays against just for the way he plays the game. Um, you know, thought of as a kid that plays the game the right way, plays really hard, has some versatility, and like Bruce said, he can go get it in the outfield. Um, you know, next guy is a guy that I know Dustin oh, and Bruce have oh, yeah. seen.
2: Ray Inglet. Brady England, my dude. I don't think we got 10 minutes into the game and you asked me how Brady's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
0: so much. Like I saw him at our, our uh, Sam Houston state event very early in the summer schedule. And I kept looking at my stopwatch. because so I couldn't believe how well he ran for a guy that can actually catch. And yeah, he's, he's undersized as a catcher, but, um, I thought he could catch. Then he got out at second base and he was doing some things. I think you could even throw him in the outfield. But, like, he just hit all summer in all of our events. And um, I'm just super fired up about that guy. And um, Coaches, if you're listening, like, this is a guy that could play, man. And if you can ever get a guy that can legitimately catch and do other things, that's such a plus for your college roster because you can never have too much catching – um, Drew knows that better than I, that one year at Texas when I was covering them, and they, they ran out of catchers, and it makes life really, really tough. But, yeah, I, I just – uh, I I saw you all schedule, and I was like, I, I got to check in on my man Brady and see if he's hitting the ball already.
2: Well, I think he got 10 hits. Oh, my 14 gosh. 14 plate appearances, multiple extra base hits, um, stole some bases. The dude just – is a baseball player. He loves to play baseball. He wants to, he wants to be in the middle of everything. And most of those catchers want to be in the middle of everything. Um, he's definitely a guy that that is on the quieter side, mm-hmm. but his play is really, really loud. You know, you talk about having team leaders, and everybody thinks, hey, the guy, you know, you got to be vocal and, and all this stuff. and that guy, that guy's gonna be a team leader because he's gonna force the other guy to play hard. And uh, I mean, it's every college coach will tell you. you call him a dirt bag, call him whatever you want, but every coach will tell you they they want two or three of those guys on their roster. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you might be undersized, but you know what? He he's going to outplay that guy that looks really, really good in uniform. Yeah, I mean,
1: we we've we've gotten a lot of feedback from him from a lot of coaches since the event, and you know, it seems like he he really showed well and. Um, you know, takes care of business. You know, and that guy is a guy that becomes a favorite in within a program real quick, and you have a hard time finding anybody that can't say enough good things about about Brady. Um, Talk about another favorite of ours, five-tool favorite, a kid that we had on our junior team last year, came back out with us for the senior team, um, has done some great stuff off the field as well. Um, started a equipment drive. Uh, that we helped run for one of our events this summer. Uh, But
2: uh, Brew talk a little bit about AJ Gulaguri and and how he did this year. Um, You know, AJ's a a left-handed bat, you know, primary position catcher, Um, was a little bit loopy early, a lot of fly outs and and kind of talked about it. Uh, You know, good thing of hanging out with the five-tool team, the majority of your at-bats is on video. And and, I mean, he's a guy that sat in the dugout and figured it out and really, really turned it on late, hit a ground rule double, um, you know, hit some balls hard later on in the event. And that's just, you know, the guy just figured out a way to make some adjustment. There wasn't an excuse. He wasn't throwing stuff. You know, he just, he, he just wasn't right when we got started. And, and, and you know, he, he took it upon himself to sit down and figure it out, and he got himself right um another high-end academic kid i think he's a 1400 sat yeah guy. Wow. yeah 1400
1: um, trinity christian
2: and versatile player for sure for sure and, and you know what he 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 can play first base. and play the outfield he's a left-handed bat i mean he, he's a guy that's going to hit and he can play multiple positions and, and again that's that's a dream type of kid for for a college recruiter
1: yeah
0: Tanner Jackson, next up on the list, a guy I'm familiar with uh, from down here in Round Rock, right-handed pitcher, um, physical kid, uh, can run it up there a little bit. Um, you know, I saw him in the relief look for Round Rock last year, and you know, I was like, man, this is a this is a guy. I think his senior year's got a, got a chance to make a jump as he fills a bigger role for those guys. But uh, I believe he was another academic showcase guy too. Came out and threw a pin and um, a lot of pitches, uh, some definite feel for spin, and, and, and threw some strikes.
2: Yeah, and he ran it up to 89 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he, he was sitting 86, 87 consistently. Um, you know, we, we had some guys put up some big strikeout numbers that we're going to put through, but you said out there that Jackson had the opportunity to pitch in, in front of that big, huge crowd, mm-hmm. and he didn't shy away from it. I mean, he went out, pounded the zone, uh, through his breaking ball for strikes and, and through some high end split finger fastballs, you know, coming off of that. Um, but he, he's definitely a guy uh, that was very comfortable in the situation, which, you know, that, that's tough to do when when a ton of guys show up. Absolutely. And uh, he, he, he got after it. He went right after the hitters. Uh, he actually pitched against the Arizona Fall Classic academic team and they were running up a good arm, actually an arm from from Austin. And uh th- that was an impressive showing, um, excuse me, by Tanner. And you know, there's a few guys you're sitting there going, How is this guy not committed yet? Mm-hmm. And he he was definitely was one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it'll it'll what'll help him too is you know, people will be around or want to see Travis Secor so much down here <laughs> that like and I and Travis has told me, you know, about Tanner in the past, like you know, it's He's going to get some eyes, but I I mean, it's it sounds like, you know, I, I saw the video and stuff. It sounds like he opened, opened some eyes. And like you said, I mean, that that matters so much if you don't shy away from knowing that there are 15 college coaches sitting back there watching you. Like that, yeah. that says a lot about how you can handle the next jumping environment where, you know, you add more pressure and more fans and all that sort of stuff. So I'm with you. Like I'm kind of scratching my head like <laughs> – you check out the grades. You check out the test score. You check out the stuff. You check out the. I mean, it, there's there's a lot to like about Tanner Jackson.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's got a chance to play beyond the play beyond college. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's yeah. a, if there's that velo jump, I mean, he 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 can handle the running game. Uh, you know, in the zone with multiple pitches, he's a little bit ahead of the curve than I would say most kids his age mm-hmm. as as far as the secondary stuff when it comes to pitching. Yeah. Another Austin area guy, uh, Nolan Johndahl from
1: Georgetown. Um, state champions, right, Dustin? Five A, right? Champions? State
0: champions, and you know, a guy that I think is going to, um, as they've had some guys graduate from that state championship team, is going to play an, an even bigger role. But um, you know, a lot of praise for him down here in these parts, and I, I think he's got a chance to be a really quality strike thrower and a guy that I think has got got a little bit of physical upside as well.
2: Couldn't say it better myself. He's eighty four, eighty six. Um, there's a lot more in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, threw some sliders in there at seventy eight. Oh know, wow! When you're starting to do that, you know there's some more yeah. velocity in there yeah. for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I mean he's he he he's another one you just look at and you're going there's uh, what's this kid going to be like when he's twenty one? You mm-hmm. know, and I, I I have a feeling it's going to be really really good.
1: Yeah, um, and speaking of really good. Uh, is 36 on the ACT good?
0: Oh, isn't that like the highest you can get or, or yes. close to? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Yes. So that is,
1: that is <laughs> as high as you can get. Um, but a guy that we had last year with us on the uh, on the junior team, Brendan Klein from Flower Mound, 6'4", 195, uh, big arm. Um, he's a guy that, man, like he he's he knows how to pitch already but you see a lot more in the tank with him. I mean, he looks, he still looks young. Like I, I don't think he's done growing yet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously he's put himself in a position that he can go anywhere that he wants to academically. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from some of the academic schools that follow us. And, you know, brew talk a little bit about how you've seen him make a jump from last year to this year.
2: You know what A little bit of a different personality this year. Uh, I think maybe last year it was, Hey, this is the new thing. And he, he came out, it was a business trip this year. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can tell you this, his slider was, a, it was a real swing and miss slider. Um, it, you know, coming from that angle that he come from, he, he's a, he's a tall kid and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot more consistency in the strike zone, which is just going to make that slider better. Mm-hmm. But it, it was almost to the point where, i think he struck out three kids in a row at, at one point on friday with the slider and once he got to it um it was kind of one of those deals you're sitting there going okay this at bat's over let's move on to the next guy <laughs> uh but yeah i mean you're 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 talking uh school wise and, and the engineering program that that he wants to to be in it's uh he, that dude's going to be successful, <laughs> no matter yeah. what. That's for sure. And um, you know, he, he he just just a just a different type of kid is the biggest thing that I noticed. You know, and and um, and I wish I had that slider when I played. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was that and 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 Brent. and, and, and Brent, he he was one that came back and threw on Sunday, and obviously, you, you're not going to have the same stuff that mm-hmm. you had on Friday. But then you saw the competitive side of him where, yeah, Yeah. it's not as easy to get these guys out, but he went out there and he competed. And, uh, you know, it might not have been a punch out. It might have been a ground ball to the shortstop instead, Um, which that's, that's always, uh, it's just a maturing process that, that you see go through these kids.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, like it's, it means a lot to us too, to get these guys that, that come back a second time, uh, yeah. with us because they've been out there they know what it's about and they you know they they must have a belief that that it went well uh from the last year and and still see some opportunity in it but you know Brendan's gonna have a chance to go to somewhere really good and I mean like you said he's not a finished product and he's already throws throws with some velocity has a swing and miss slider um and you know he's like like Bruce said he's he's gone through that maturation process where he's really grown up and uh physically and from a confidence standpoint, you know, I think he he knows that that he can pitch. Um and I think you're just gonna see that um that ability, you know, he because like you said, he's not done growing. So there's still some development there. Um and you know, as smart as he is, he's gonna figure it out. And um talking about, you know, going back to something we said earlier with this next guy, uh Connor Romine, left-handed pitcher from from Boswell um he's a guy that i saw early in the summer um just in some of our own twitter coverage and was like man this guy can really pitch and then looked at that twitter profile and said oh wow uh, 4.0 4. gpa so um guys just another reminder if you if you have a good gpa make sure you include that in your twitter profiles and you know you never know who's scrolling through those things but uh connor romines another guy that went out to arizona and had a had a big time outing bro
2: yeah. And, and it, it was, it was like, he was throwing the dark ball up there. He he couldn't get a grip on his breaking ball, you know, a little different humidity and all that kind of stuff. So he was pretty much going uh fastball cutter and punched out seven of 10. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, it, th- th- there's some spin rate in there. Um, you know, he was, he was mainly 84s, 85s, touching some 86s, but it, got out of his hand a little bit different. Uh, you know, when you got guys swinging and, – and, you know, he threw against a pretty good team. And when you got guys swinging and misses at balls just above the belt, he had a little bit of hop on his fastball. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, and he, he tried. He tried to find that breaking ball, and it just – he just couldn't find it. But he didn't need yeah. it. And that's, you know, that's something I always preach to pitchers is, hey, once every – Five outings you're going to feel right mm-hmm. you know everything's yeah. clicking yeah um, but you got to figure out a way to win those other days when it when it doesn't feel right and yeah. he didn't feel right and he's still dominated
1: yeah and if if anybody wants to go see that breaking ball there's a couple of clips on his twitter where it can show you he's got that <laughs> breaking ball in his arsenal so um so yeah i mean a lot of upside there i mean he's you know the body um you know the strike throwing abilities being left-handed 4.0 GPA. Um, he's a guy that's really put himself in a good position with, with some college programs, uh, after his good Arizona outing for sure. Um, yeah, uh, this is a guy that we've had at some of our events, um, plays for a really good UBC team, uh, played first catches. The body is, you know, prototype for a, catcher at the next level um Braden Smith from Frisco Memorial is a guy that really good grades uh really has a good idea of what he wants to do in school at the next level uh with some engineering programs but um you know Braden's a guy that throughout the summer uh really showed well has really good s2 scores we've gotten them on that and um uh there's a lot to like about Braden. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have a chance to really really go to the next level and and continue developing and and just take off.
2: Yeah, and and I can promise you that there there were some high end exit velocities coming off his bat. Um, yeah. he he's a strong kid. Um, you know, he he's he's gonna hit for power. Um, probably you know probably already does in high school. I don't get to get out and see as many high school games um, as you guys do. Um, really, you know, for, for his size, it's 6'2, 215, moves around really well behind the plate. Um, his dad was actually a high school teammate of mine and uh caught professionally. Um, so you know, he, he has a little bit of background and I, I'm sure his dad dad has helped him quite a bit. His dad was a string being, you know, he was a <laughs> he was a skinny guy. Braden definitely got the got the uh the body, you know, a little different body type than his dad. And you know what? He played a really good first base. And uh, he, he was a kid, you know, we, we were short an inning. We had a game going extra inning. And, and he jumped up there and got on the mound for us one inning, you know. Um, but as far as a next level guy, impact guy at a position that needs to be an impact guy, you know, a lot of, a lot of you know, if you can catch and throw, which he can really, really do, and block well, um, I think he had three punch outs in a row in one game that he, that he had to block and, and get the ball down to first base, um, but he, the added bonus is he's going to hit, and mm-hmm. he's physical. Um, you know, barring you know, he, he's going to be a guy that can take the beating behind the plate, and and be there for for a program. You know, as a guy that that can catch for four years.
1: Yeah, well, and another plus for him. I mean the UBC team that he plays on that went to Farmington, like, you know that he can handle stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, so there's no denying that. There's no having to guess whether or not he's going to be able to handle pitchers at the next level. He's handled them already. Um, and so, you know, you're going to get to, you know, what you're getting there. Um, hard worker, durable body, like Bruce said can really hit and is going to continue to get better behind the plate can play first base and just just a great kid from a great family um, that you know is going to be successful at whatever he attempts to do. Yeah,
2: and and I spoke with his dad uh, yesterday I believe and and actually have have gotten a couple uh, recruiting trips lined up. So, uh they they're excited. They were excited about the whole weekend. All right, Cam Staten. He's a, he's another repeat guy out of California. Uh left-handed pitcher. Uh, Cam did make the academic game on Thursday night, so he threw a couple innings for us um, on Saturday. He was 84-86 in the academic game, um, you know, and then he came back on, on uh, Saturday, and his velo obviously is going to drop a little bit. But, again, he's left-handed, first pitch strikes, uh, three pitches for strikes, and just got guys out. And, uh, you know, the advantages of being left-handed. So, um, but a great kid, great family, um, you know, he, he, he doesn't care. He just wants to go play college baseball somewhere. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if it's in California, wherever it is. So, been on the phone with a, with a couple coaches, um, you know, that, that are specifically looking for some left, left-handed arms. And, and he's a guy I would throw out there to, to a lot of guys because he's going to come in and compete and throw strikes. Mm-hmm. And, and as a left-hander, Again, you'll take any of those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could probably describe the the final guy on our list here similarly. Graydon Wolf was uh was so good in the Mattingly. He made me Google where Munster, Texas was, Um, and then I actually saw him down at the uh, the TSA Prospects All Star Game down in Sugarland late in the summer. And um, he's not scared. He throws it in there um, with with all his stuff and. He's the same guy in the first inning as he was. I believe he threw six or seven inning complete game in the Manning and, and really opened some eyes with the way he pitched. Um, uh, a guy I think that's going to have a definite future. Uh, you look at the GPA, the test scores, and, and then you get it on the mound. And um, anytime, like you said, any anytime you got a lefty that can throw strikes on multiple pitches, um, those guys are going to find somewhere to keep pitching.
2: For sure. And, and he came in and threw on Sunday, and uh, because of football, and I, I don't think his velocity was quite as good as what it was in different parts of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, he was bumping some 86s, but I uh, faced 15 hitters and and I, I don't recall one guy squaring him up yeah. um, a lot, a lot of ground balls, a lot of guy getting guys out on the front foot with uh, with some weak pop-ups. But again, it's, uh, you know, one of my favorite kids, he, he, he was a funny kid, but you know, that small town kid plays, you know, you know, we, we learned a lot about Munster's district and all kinds <laughs> of, you know, uh, and, and the, uh, October fest. So I know when to go up there. I don't think it's too far from my house. So I no, now we're to, talking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know there's been more velocity, uh, you yeah, know, we, but he's we, playing football. We've had and, him, yeah,
1: we've had him up to 89 in multiple occasions. Yes, so
2: yeah. It, it's, so. Yeah, it, 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 this is a no-doubter. I mean, he, he's 6'2", 180, room for growth. He's going to throw harder. Mm-hmm. He already has the little things figured out. You know, he's just kind of a guy that, you know, you think he's just going to go in, you know, knows how to work and uh, fit right into to a lot of college programs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Quality lists. Um, I mean, I had some FOMO not being out there, but it sounds like you guys um, opened some eyes, most importantly, with all the, those college coaches in attendance and attendance and played extremely well. And, uh, you know, looking forward to see what's what's next for a lot of these guys. And like Drew and I said on the, on the underclass one, um and you know telling those kids like you know you've got a resource in us to to kind of help you along the way and for any coach out there that's listening and you're like man you know what i didn't get out to arizona but i'm i've tuned in and um uh, sounds like you know these kind of there's a few guys on here that might fit what we're about feel free to reach out to us we'd be happy to speak on their behalf and and know um, and help those guys out in any way possible but Um, you know, Bree, you've got, you've got such a great baseball background. You mentioned earlier on pitching coach, you know, pitched in pro ball. Like what, what do you, you know, you've, you've been at the Arizona class fall classic so long, like, what do you try to pass along to these kids? What do you think when these college coaches are bouncing around an event like this, that, that really kind of sticks out to them, um, and, and, affords kids an opportunity to, to keep playing at the next level?
2: Well, you know, one of the things is, is, you know, there's so many games going on at one time. And I told the kids before the event started, before our first game, I said, here's what you got to do. You got to figure out a way to make that coach stay at your game. Mm -hmm. You know, figure out a way to keep that guy at your game and keep him interested. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a a lot of it, you know, it's changed. Um, You know, like we said, there's a lot of kids that are uncommitted right now um, that, that you look at and then you're surprised. Well, a lot of it has to do with the transfer portal and everything else that's going on. Coaches don't have to necessarily, uh, you know, jump in as quick, you know, they got time to do some research and some different things because they, they have the portal in their back pocket. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, getting, getting information to the coaches, um, letting them know that you're interested in their program. Cause they, they might not ever think a kid from Munster Texas would be interested in their program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you do make contact, keep them updated, you know, now don't, don't send something to them every day, but say you go out and throw um, this weekend and, and, you know, you go three innings, you have four punch outs, let that coach know, you know, Hey coach, just let you know, I had a pretty good weekend this weekend. And, um, but just keeping, keeping in contact because, the biggest thing is a lot of these guys are going to go see some games in the spring and they're going to walk out on the field and they might be going to see somebody totally different. And then they're going to see, you know, whoever it is, Aiden Bennett's name popped up and they're like, Hey, you know what? I recognize that game. You know, I heard somebody talking about him or, you know, I saw his tweet, you know, or whatever it was, or, Hey, we got an email from that kid. Well, what's that coach going to do? He's, he's going to lay some extra eyes on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the old, the way it used to be where if you're good enough, they'll find you. It, it doesn't necessarily work that way all the time, but just, just do, do your work, you know, and, and just get out there and, and enjoy the process. It's recruiting is a tough process. I always tell people you can't wait to get recruited. And then within the week of the recruiting process starting, you can't wait for it to be over, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, tr- but try to enjoy it as, mm-hmm. as much as you can. Speaking of enjoying, did we enjoy
0: tacos for two weekends in a row out in Arizona multiple times and, oh. they, have,
2: and they have a breakfast uh breakfast menu now, so which uh, I didn't get to the burrito. I think both of you guys got the burritos. I went we with the breakfast mm-hmm. uh tacos, which is a huge debate of tacos or burritos for breakfast, but that that we don't have long enough. the zoom call <laughs> down before we get that one finished so uh but yeah, it's there's there's some good places out there. So, but a lot of times when you're sitting out there and you go to, you know, two games and all that kind of stuff, got to go with the wings every once in a while. Dustin. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Rude. Did you, uh, did you make any runs to Dutch bros or did you revert back to your gas station coffee ways?
2: Well, when you were there, I had a bunch of Dutch bros because you're kind of that way, you know, a little (laughs) bit. I've got a Dutch Brothers a half a mile from my house and I don't even stop by it. Oh, wow. But yeah, if, if you were buying, I was in for Dutch brothers, but yeah, just, black coffee. I don't, it could be from seven 11 or the Texaco or wherever I'm just so, <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to go make some when this thing's over. Ah, There, there <laughs> you go. Well, well, Brew, thanks so much for jumping on and, and joining us and, and talking
0: through all these guys. We really appreciate it. And, uh, um, and it's just a really successful couple of weekends out at the Arizona fall classic. Um, I know you guys put so much work in this roster and, uh, um, it was it was fun to be a part of the process and, you know, tinkering with the Google sheet and going through all the notes and everything's like that. But uh, I really do think it was a great opportunity for these kids to, to pitch in front of some guys, like you said, that like maybe that would have never known who they were or never seen them, you know, just from a different location and that sort of thing. But uh, a lot of these guys are going to keep going in the future. And, uh, you know, you're a big reason why, you know,
2: helping those guys out there with their exposure and, and, uh, and making the Arizona Fall Classic what it is. Hey, two things real quick, and you just touched on it, is because of these guys work in school, that they have greater opportunities than the normal student like I was. So I mean, parents, you know, I'm on my daughters all the time. Let's go get on those grades, get on those grades, just because of the opportunity. And then Drew has mentioned this quite a bit, is reach out to us. Let us know. If you're a sophomore or a freshman and you're coming up and and you're in an event, let us know. Shoot us an email, whatever it is, that, hey, this academic stuff we're really interested in. So that way we can get some eyes on you as well. Because with the way these groups have played the last two coaches, we're going to get a lot of text messages and phone calls from schools um, looking for a certain type of player as far as the academics and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, reach out to us and let us know because that, you know, this is something that we're going to continue to do for a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, we've, we've already started some lists for next year. Like I said, we've had some 25s reaching out that, that we're hoping that we had a 25 team this year. We didn't do a sophomore team this year, but man, we've already had good response and, we've already started that list for, for next year's group. So um, start reaching out, you know, let us know you're interested. We'll put you down on the list. And, you know, we have a bunch of different academic events throughout, throughout the year too. So it's Mm -hmm. not just going to Arizona. We'll, we'll do some academic showcases throughout the year. um, And that's a good chance for us to get eyes on you. Uh, We spend some time trying to get these academic schools to those events as well. So, you know, Arizona isn't your only opportunity on the academic front. Um and it's just something that we've been looking to grow for a while. So, it's we we we're off to a good start, but we're looking to build it and keep building it over time. Yeah. I All
0: right, say. thanks guys. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Get that get that black coffee going and uh enjoy the rest of your Friday and have a good weekend. All right, we'll see you, buddy. Thanks to Coach Brew for hopping on during the Friday and joining us to discuss uh, the five-tool academic team. The uh, the senior edition of the roster that went out to the Arizona Fall Classic, um, unsurprisingly, performed very, very well. That's a tribute to, you know, guys like Brew and Drew and putting in a ton of work, you know, on this roster, which was a, a lengthy process, you know, like – like we've mentioned uh we take only uncommitted kids out to this event so there are a lot of kids over the course of the summer even before that during the spring during our high school looks that we identified and ended up making commitments this summer which is which is great um it also kind of lets us know we're on the right path in terms of the types of people and, and and players that we're adding to this roster but um drew it's 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 I'm sure it's kind of a – it's fun to kind of have this in the rearview mirror because I know how much work you guys put into it. But I know you've got to be thrilled with the way this turned out these last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it was great. You know, like like we mentioned, between the three teams, there wasn't anybody on any of the three rosters that didn't belong out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think last year in our first year there there was – you know, we didn't know what we were getting and kind of put it together late. And there were some guys that that – may not have had as much of a chance to play at the next level as some others. But I mean, I really felt like between the three teams, all of those guys can play at the next level somewhere. And, you know, like we talk about all the time, there's just, you know, you give yourself so many more options when you have grades, like the kids that we take out there do, Um, you know, and it's not just getting into the academic branch. It's the guys that can really play and could probably play at a power five level that have the access to some academic money Mm -hmm. um, because of that. And that makes them a much more enticing, um, you know, product for some of the college coaches that are out there looking because, you know, the 11.7 can only stretch so far. And um, having the ability to get some guys into school uh, or on extra money that doesn't count towards that 11.7 is huge. And, you know, like I said, just get, give yourself more options, do well in school, take it seriously, take the test. If you think you might do well on it. Um, and even if, if you don't, like it's okay, like just take it you can take it multiple times, combine the scores to get the best one. Um, there, there's some opportunity out there for it. And, um, I really think that, you know, it's, it's something important and, um, you know, it, it's never going to be a bad option to, to do well in school. <laughs> I mean, it's never going right. to hurt you. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, just really fun event. I I really look forward to this, um, putting the team together, taking the team out there, um, you know, giving them a chance to play in front of some schools that aren't the normal crew that are, that we see at Melissa and at our events in Texas all the time. So it's just exposure to a different subset of schools and um, whether that be geographically or uh, you know, schools that just don't make it down to Texas all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there is, there does seem to be a real need and want, uh, to get into Texas for a lot of these academic schools because they're, you know, there's, there's talent and there's some academic ability that we have, um, you know, across our state. So, um, you know, like we mentioned before, if you're interested in playing with us, let us know we do academic showcases. Um, it's something that's very important to us and it's a, it's a, um, it's an area that we really want to continue to grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and, in events, you know, like the Arizona fall classic, and even, you know, just, um, these rosters, turning some college coaches heads helps, helps make that an even bigger deal in the future. And yeah, you made a a very, very good point that I want to hammer home. Don't think because you're an academic guy that, that you're limited to that pool of, of, of schools. Um, a lot of these programs, you know, especially on the out of state side can sometimes find a lot of academic money uh, for players. And it turns out you might not be on any sort of athletic type thing, but you can go somewhere and, and get a lot of your college paid for and have a great opportunity to make that roster or be on that roster. You know, I was in a similar boat, you know, it's one of the reasons why I went to Louisiana tech my freshman year was I didn't, I wasn't on any sort of athletic money, but I qualified for a substantial amount of academic money. And I went to a camp and they're like, Hey, you know what? You'd have a chance to come compete and, and make our team. And, and and by the way, here's, you know, basically 60% of your, your everything was going to be paid for just by your grades. So don't, don't limit yourself to that short, that short list.
1: On that that note, like dollars are dollars. Yes. Any way you can get them at this stage of the game is, is, important and you know I caution people I hear it sometimes where like oh well they want they're giving me only academic money uh and you know very little athletic money or no athletic money but the dollars are the same yeah, right you know it's 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 money that you don't have to spend um when and- they
0: publish your roster online they don't put how much athletic money you have on there you know right. like that's not something fans watching the games Games no, like like they just see players, you know. Right? That's the, yeah, dollars or dollars.
1: Yeah, and, and to the coaches, it doesn't matter either because you may actually be more valuable because you might not have to be part of that eleven point yep. seven. Um, so you may open yourself to more even more opportunities, and it's it, it it's never really viewed as a slight in the coach's eyes to give you academic one. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bonus really for them. Um, so you know if you're going through that process and people are offering you that instead of academic money it's not something to look at in a negative sense and it doesn't mean the coaches don't think you can play it just yeah. means like hey why would I pull 50% of ac- of athletic money when I can when you can get the same 50% or maybe even more from the mm-hmm. academic side so in every school you know has different formats and ways they present that and ways that they and what they can offer uh, as well but you know, just something to think about in the process, like dollars are dollars yeah. and any way you can get them is how I would take them to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And then you don't have to sweat after a season, like whether, you know, some programs will reduce your athletic money, you know, like, yeah. hey, as long as you take care of your classwork, that that academic money is, is going to be there for as long as, as you're in school. So, um, you know, great event. So glad and, and proud of the work that 5Tool that does putting those rosters together to go out to the Arizona Fall Classic. And, again, I, like we said, coaches, if you're listening and you were either there or weren't there or there's just any of these players you're interested in, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, our DMs are open. Uh, you can email us, Drew at fivetool.org, Dustin at fivetool.org. Uh, we'd be happy to help you as much as you can, as much as we can with these guys and giving information about them, contact information, um, you know, scouting type information, whatever it is. Um, cause as we were talking about with brew, there's a lot of these guys where it's kind of like your, your, you know, your eyebrows kind of raise, like hey, this guy's, this guy's really good. Yeah. Um, You know, this is a guy that people need to jump on, um, you know, cause he's, he's a guy capable of definitely going on to the next level. So yeah. Um We've got the baseball playoffs underway Uh, Shane Bieber and uh, Shane, Shane McClanahan right now. I've got a gym going in that early game between the rays and the guardians. Uh, That's zero zero in the fourth inning. Do you have a, do you have a conviction world series pick or are you just kind of like, Hey, I'm just going to see what happens and, and enjoy it. You know, probably while focusing on, on the big football stuff coming up this weekend.
1: Oh man, that's tough. Um, I just, I have a hard time, I have a hard time thinking that the, that the Dodgers don't make it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's going to be my pick on the NL side, Um, and then uh, on the AL side, you know, I think we got to we got to support our guy, um, Jason Cole with the Rays. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know with how great of a matchup they have, but I'll, I'll go with, I'm not necessarily picking them to get there, but I'll root, I'll root for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we do have some ties to Seattle too. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. So give me, give me Seattle or Tampa Bay against the Dodgers. Yeah. That's what I'll go with.
0: My, uh, My warm take is whoever wins between Cleveland and Tampa is going to beat New York in the next round. Um, I think, I mean, the Astros, that's, you know, with whoever comes out of Toronto, Seattle, that's, that's tough. You know, Seattle's bullpen, if you let them shorten the game with those guys they've got um, that's a, that's quite the problem. When you start looking at those arms, they can roll out there in the back end of games, but I mean, the Astros have just been so good and they're so deep with pitching and, The fascinating thing will be when you get to the ALCS now and you don't have those breaks that you typically have, like you can't just ride three starters anymore. You've got to actually use your depth. Um, New York and LA in the second round could be fascinating. You know, just if, if York's able to line up Scherzer to Grom and those guys against the Dodgers, but um, you know, the Braves I'm confident are going to get through to the, to the NLCS and they're red hot and got a chance to, I think they're even better than they were last year when they won the world series. But Hard to pick against Houston in the AL, although I think they'd be really testing that second round. And I, I just don't think the Yankees are going to get through whoever comes out of out of Cleveland, Tampa. The Yankees just had a lot of injuries with their bullpen. Starting pitching's kind of been suspect in some spots. The offense has really been carried by Aaron Judge, who is phenomenal. Um, you know, and you don't have to worry about getting uh getting Aaron Judge at Bats Live during whatever you're watching now. Um, so <laughs> because that's where that thing is over but major league baseball playoffs always really really exciting um before we get to the college football stuff too uh fantasy baseball is over uh, i'm happy to say it was a uh it was a very successful and um lucrative season for for your guy here my team that i drafted in las vegas at the main event did not do well um I was on the wrong side of a lot of guys underperforming their power projections. So I just, I never had a chance in the home runs and the RBI were kind of down too. Uh, did a good job with the pitching. And about a month, two months ago, I realized that the only way I'd have a chance to cash in the league and win some money would be if I went all out for wins and steals. And I did. And it, it, it didn't didn't work out well. So I went from about fourth or fifth and ended up just really falling down the list because, you know, fourth doesn't get you anything gets you $0 and the point is to, to make some money but uh, ended up winning uh, nine out of 19 leagues finished second in another uh, really excited about that uh, a lot of hard work paid off um you know and it helped uh help my wife understand that at sunday when it was was free agent time and i'm cramming in all that stuff sitting there while the kids are kind of going crazy that it was worth it uh it was worth it you know it's going to help pay those medical bills for having a child which isn't cheap um that we keep getting notified about so those are about to go away with some with some fancy baseball winnings but we got a big football weekend drew what what do you think red river shootout quinn ewers is back The line is all the way up to minus nine and a half. I cannot believe that.
1: um, Yeah, no, I, I refuse to, to get too excited about it. um, Mm -hmm. just Because we've seen what happens in this game. It's one of the games where you can just throw everything out. You can throw the past out. You can throw injuries out. You can throw this, that, and the other out. Because you just never know. So the only time I'll be confident in this game will be when the clock hits zero. Mm-hmm. And we have the lead on the board, um, but I mean, you know, it all points, everything points in a positive direction. But I don't know that I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it right. Scares yeah. it scares me a little bit. Um, yeah, but there's been there's been very few times you
0: you know. And- you walk in there and, well, and we haven't, feel we good haven't about been, what's going to happen one way or another we
1: haven't been favored since 2009 that's wild that's crazy that's, um, that's wild yeah um let's let's back up a little bit to last week so the score was 38 to 20 uh-huh i predicted 31 to 20 mm-hmm. and you predicted 34 to 23 mhm who who wins that what um, did you predict 31 to 20.
0: So we both had them winning by 11. I think that's a push.
1: Well, we both had them winning by 11, but I had them, I had, I guessed their score correctly.
0: And I guessed closer to Texas score.
1: Yeah, you you came closer on the points total, but I came, I actually guessed one of their scores. So who who wins? But you're still, but
0: like, so you guessed the West Virginia, like, what was I off by three for West Virginia and, well, and four for Texas. So seven total and you were off by what? Seven or eight total? total. Yeah. so Yeah. So it's a push. Okay. It's a push. We both had them covering the spread. Both had them winning. That's a push. Yeah. If you, if you, if we're taking those tickets up to the window at a casino, we're, we're getting a, we're going to push on that one. So, um, nice. I'm kind of surprised I didn't go higher because I didn't think West Virginia was, was any good, um, you know, but I guess I was a little, little, little scared. Um, but I, I don't know about you. I don't, I'm not scared about this weekend. Ugh. I I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, you typically when, when one fan base is just like totally like though, your fan base does not think they're going to win this game, uh, which is kind of a bummer because I think this is one of the best most unique atmospheres in sports and a big reason why is when you go in that state fair both fan bases think they're going to win when you go in that stadium and it's 50 50 both fan bases think they're going to win and it creates a totally unique wave of energy that just happens with each play and you can feel it just kind of crash down onto the field and affect the play like And it's we've seen it before in recent years. Teams look up on that scoreboard, and and they're either way way ahead or way behind, and nothing's safe. You know, nothing is safe. Like, you just know all of a sudden, oh, that crowd starts getting into it. One team starts playing with desperation. The other team starts playing to the scoreboard and just hoping they can hang on and win the game. So, uh, But I don't know, man. I think Oklahoma's limping into this. I don't think they have the typical offensive firepower they've had in the past to, to chase this game from behind. So I think Texas is going to have its usual get-out-ahead in the first half, and the Sark second half will strike where they're just not as good, not as, as aggressive, and Oklahoma will kind of climb back into it. But I think Texas is going to win this game. Um, I don't think they're going to cover, but I think that I've got something around like 38, 31 Texas, I think is where I am. The nine-and-a-half to me is, is big. That's, um,
1: that's huge. It's um, I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go forty-one thirty-one. Okay. I don't know why, but. So you've just, got them covering. The, the it contradicts everything I just said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you came into this. I'm thinking you're going to pick like a thirty-three thirty-two 32 or something like that. And there here you go. You got them. You got them covering there. But, um, we'll see, you know, it's fascinating that yours is going to come back for this. And um, let's not forget this is, this is a guy that a has never played in this environment and B just doesn't have a lot of reps in general. So, but then again, whoever Oklahoma throws out there has never played in this environment either. And that's, that's just such a wild card because I, I mean, it's, it can eat quarterbacks alive. It's just for, for anybody who hasn't gone and has ever had the desire to go, go, it, it is, it is easily and consistently one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. Um, And I don't think there's anything else in college football like it.
1: I've so been, go, go have I've, a great
0: time. I've uh, been
1: to the iron bowl at both places mm-hmm. and I don't think that they compared to this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just uh, different. Obviously I'm biased. Obviously I'm biased, but I really, I mean, I've, I've had enough, non-biased people say the same but Mm -hmm. you know it is there's nothing like it i've never been a part of anything like it so it's it's a special special game for sure
0: yeah i found some uh, i found some fair coupons in my travel bag um you know it's like oh man it makes me miss not not going up there because it was like a destination weekend for like oh geez at least 10 years um extending after college so um hope everybody has fun doing that um be a fun weekend, fun college football weekend. Um, not gonna talk NFL too much. I've got my Steelers shirt on, but they're miserable. Lost to the Jets last week.
2: Yeah.
0: Things aren't things aren't pretty there. Everybody gets excited about Kenny Pickett. There's three picks. Uh first game there. But so uh, uh at least I'm not a Broncos fan. I can say that. Um after after watching whatever That's that right. was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh that that game was so bad that like I got tired of how many jokes people made on twitter about returning this to amazon like what's amazon's return policy for this football game and it's like all right it was funny in the first quarter but you guys have kind of killed this thing by the third quarter so uh, just a bizarre bizarre situation there yeah. but um well, with that let's wrap this up thanks to everybody tuning in and, and thanks again to everybody who have participated in arizona with the arizona fall classic and, and being a part of our five tool academic teams we really really appreciate it we hope it was a great event uh, for you players, and we know that the, the the sacrifices that the parents and and families have to make to get those guys out there and, and take a weekend away from from home, and uh, we think it's going to be very very beneficial to all those players. And then thanks to Coach Brew for jumping on with us, uh, making his one appearance of the year on the Five Tool <laughs> Podcast, talking about the Arizona Fall classics So we thank him. He's probably enjoying some really bad black coffee somewhere. So until we talk to you all next time, have a good weekend. Take care.